Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. So Trey, what is on tap for you tomorrow? Is it sitting in the recliner and watching football, more football? I wish there were some really good games on, but the Week Zero games kind of stink. <laughs> bad. They're so Man. bad. Like, why Why do a Week Zero if it's just like, bleh? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Juice it up, when, baby. Juice it up. I can remember when South Carolina used to play, like when Steve Spurrier was there. It seemed like every time South Carolina would open college football. But, I mean, Vanderbilt, Hawaii – Yuck. Notre Dame Navy. Yuck. That's I the mean, premier game. Yeah, That's I don't bad. care about any of these yeah. games. I mean, I'll, I might watch Vanderbilt Hawaii or something, but, yeah, I think I'll probably just ca- catch up on Foundation, something like that, watch some TV. Why don't, <laughs> I'm why not don't, going outside, I can tell you that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, why don't you see if you can't get the game film from today's walkthrough yeah. uh, there at Reynolds Razorback Stadium, and maybe you can learn something that way. I'll tell you, it would be super boring <laughs> because it's not <laughs> its not much action at all. It's uh, just going over situations, substitutions, and running through the A, all those kinds of things. What happens if there's a fight? You know, it's not its not too eventful. So I'm glad they closed it to us today. <laughs> yeah. So is the proverbial hay in the barn? I mean, is it? It should is it, be. Yeah. If it's not in the barn now, then I don't know. I don't know what We're to do. We're in for a long but, uh, season. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, uh, I hope it's not 30% install. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think they've got everything in the barn, as you say. And, uh, you know, they've had a couple of days to rehearse, uh, Monday, Tuesday-type practices, and then uh, they'll be able to get a good jump on that and, and hopefully mop the floor with uh, with Western Carolina to open things up. It'll be interesting to see how, how things go and how the new offense looks. And, you know, it, you talk to any player right now, and it, you know everything they're going to say, aside from iron sharpens iron, which I'm so tired of hearing. Exactly, iron iron. exactly. I mean, it's first of all the best way to sharpen iron is not iron; it's a whetstone. You know where are the whetstones out there. <laughs> but uh, anyway, tired of hearing iron sharpens iron. Ready for them to start preparing for for somebody else, and uh, that's that's kind of what you'll hear from all of them. Tired of going against my teammates, you know. So it won't be long. And Trey, then it'll be over in an instant. Trey, what about the left tackle position? Is that one of maybe the few positions that really may be in question right now? It's not in question. It'll de- it'll be Devon Manuel. You know, I could see them maybe starting Chambly or something, you know, just because uh, Manuel's been banged up a little bit. He had a couple of different issues, um, you know, in these last couple of weeks or so. But Manuel's their starting left tackle. I don't think there's any question. I, I think Chambly has a, a really nice future. And maybe I could see a situation, you know, after another year, I think I just feel like he, need, he could use one more year before he's really ready. Not that he won't be able to play for him and help him, but before he's, like, really just ready to go. I could see maybe a future where, you know, they consider, you know, who's our best five. Well, Chambly's a tackle. He's not. There's no way he's playing guard. He's just not built for it. Uh, Devon Manuel, 6'9", he's not playing guard. Uh, so maybe you, t- you think about sliding Kudis in. You know, who knows what's going to happen with Lemmer and Latham. Maybe you slide Kudis in and, and you know, roll with Chambly and Manuel as your tackles in 2024. But, uh, you know, right now I, th- I think that there are some, you know, 
you say some encouraging things about guys, and obviously that's what you know part of what coaching is. And Manuel's done a good job stepping in while, or she me, Chambly's done a good job stepping in while Manuel's been out. But when it's all said and done, it'll be Manuel. They they're really excited about uh, his potential, and not that they're not excited about Chambly. It's just Manuel's been on campus a little bit longer. You know, he's he's gone through the body transformation, and and Chambly didn't need as much transformation. He just needs to get, you know, he didn't need to like drop a bunch of weight or anything like that. He just needs to continue to add strength. Is it basically at this point nicks and bruises? And what I mean by that is Amari Wiggins stepped in at left guard the other day due to yep. uh, some little nicks and bruises. Yeah, they've got they've got some guys dealing with some things here and there, a couple of offensive linemen. They haven't commented specifically on the offensive linemen that are dealing with things, but a couple of offensive linemen, you know, linebackers got, you know, an issue. It's uh, I think, uh, you know, it's nothing – I can't remember if he commented on Antonio Greer or not, but he, he's missed some practices. He, it shouldn't be anything long-term. I don't think that there's anything long-term just talking to Pittman uh, aside from Sam Bakke. And so, you know, you probably have, you know, a concussion-like symptoms with a guy and, you know, a couple of turned ankles and, you know, strained quad, those kind of things. Uh, but nothing, nothing that should be long-term. Speaking of the hay in the barn, uh, Landon Jackson, Torian Carter, Eric Gregory, Trajan Jeffcoat. Is that your starting front four on the defensive line? Say it one more time. Landon and Trajan, Je- yes. Who who'd you have on the end? Jackson, Carter, Gregory, Jeffcoat. Carter and Gregory. I don't know if it's them or not. I think you could go a lot of different ways. I think if it's me, I might go – Gregory and Tank Booker. That might be who I go with if it's me. Um, Keevy Rose has been in there a lot lately too. I, I think it's less decided on the interior than it is on the edge. Uh, I think it's pretty well set. Landon and, and Trajan are your your starting ends, and they've got some quality guys behind them, obviously. Uh, so they're in good shape there, but it's a little bit more muddled in, in on the interior. Um, oh, excuse me, Cam Ball. Uh, I'll go Cam Ball. I'll go Cam Ball and uh, Tank Booker. Those would be the guys I would pick if it were me. That's it's good to have big yeah. old dudes. It's good to have depth for once, though. And you know, oh yeah, yeah. Is Booker more of a first, second down guy? And I know that the sizes there being three, six, four, three fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but will they use him basically on running running situations? Early. From what Josh Braun says, I asked you know I asked both those guys to tell me something about the other guy because you go against each other and you know he talked about uh, Tank's power and stuff. But what he also added was you know I've never played against a guy as big as him who's as fast and quick as he is. Okay. Yeah. So he's got a little bit of both, but uh, I think predominantly it's uh, you know he's kind of going to be the stump that you just can't move. It's a big stump. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think both Bob Holt asked him. Bob, Bob Holt asked him. He said, "Where did the name Tank come from?" I was just like, "Bob, really? That's a little on the nose, isn't it?" Uh, <laughs> all right. This from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. I'd like to hear Trey's thoughts on the speed and power coming from our defensive ends to put pressure on the opposing quarterback. I guess that's just from the eight seven zero. I can't see. Yeah, anything. they feel good about it. I mean, they've got two two hundred eighty pound guys. You, you know, I, I'd like to see, 
you know, maybe 250, and maybe that's Jashad Stewart and Zach Williams. Zach Williams had four and a half sacks last year. He goes about 250. Uh, but they feel confident. I think of, uh, I think Landon Jackson, you know, kind of more in the mold of, of Dietrich Wise, though he's he's actually bigger than Dietrich was, but he's, you know, long-armed. Dietrich's arms were so long. I think he was like second longest arms at the NFL Combine. His arms are so long that, you know, once he got that one arm out extended, you know, you kind of get skinny, get that one arm out. Offensive linemen couldn't get their their hands on him, and he could just you know kind of go around him. So uh, we just haven't had a lot of opportunities to see those guys go live. But you know, you see some things here and there. We saw him in the red white game, you know, running twist and stuff like that. I think Land is going to have a really big year, and I think he will be able to get the quarterback. I don't know that we're going to see 42 sacks like they had last year, which was uh, I'm pretty sure that's a school record, 42 sacks. I don't know if we're going to see that many, but it would be nice to see where it's not just like all out, like you get the sack or you give up, you know, a chunk play, which they gave up so many plays last mm. year that were just way too long. And, you know, they're bringing pressure and all that stuff, and it's great and it's fun to get sacks and stuff. But if you don't get there, then Arkansas really paid for it on the back end. So, you know, hopefully they can, you know, find some balance in that regard. They didn't have a lot of sacks with last year with UCF. You know, he only had like, 22 sacks, I think, uh, with that defense. But the year before, I think they had 36, which is a pretty good number. Trey, I realize we're we're not talking today, even tomorrow, but we're talking next Saturday. Who would you anticipate next Saturday trotting out first on the defense at the linebacker spots? Mm -hmm. I think it'll be Pooh Paul and Gene Thomas. Uh, You know, I think that Greer's just been out too long. Uh, for them just to, you know, say, all right, we're going to start you, you know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it'll be Thomas and Poopal, but I, I think it'll be kind of like what we've seen, you know, in the past with a pretty decent rotation uh, of guys, a th- you know, probably start with the, those three guys, Poo, um, Antonio Greer, and Jaheim Thomas. And then, you know, you start working Jordan Crook in there also. I think he's definitely proven that he deserves to play. Um, you know, I haven't, I didn't see just a whole lot from Manny Powell this year where I'm just like, that guy's got to play. You know, he's got – physically he looks as good as anybody. Very low bat, body fat percentage, 6'3", 230-something. But to me, I was kind of looking at it like, you know, Brad Spence and Alex Sanford are looking pretty good as freshmen, you know. Uh, I, if I were Manny, I'd probably step it up a little bit. Uh, but I, I feel like they've got four that you, you feel really good about. And, if, you know, Manny Powell comes on and, you know, Carson Dean was another guy in the spring. We talked about a good bit. He was showing up and flashing. But, you know, this spring, I, I don't know that I saw just a whole lot of instances where I was like, you know, Carson Dean's, you know, he's, he, they got to play him. You know, he's really coming on. Like I was kind of thinking in the spring, it's kind of been more Brad Spence. It looks like from day one, uh, Jaheim Singletary has locked down one spot. Yep. I don't know if they did this on purpose, but – uh, the White McLaughlin, he was in and out with the first team, but now he's solidly uh, yeah. among the starting. They did the corners. same thing with McLaughlin last year. I mean, everybody was like, "I don't know if he's going to start." Uh, he's going to start. <laughs> he started 13 games last year. Oh, nudie! And then uh, looks like Snacks has wrapped up the nickel position. Yep. And the safety. Jalen Lewis has done some good things, though. He's done some good things, but definitely Snacks' job right there. And then uh, Jaden Johnson, what uh, appeared to be against all odds, and I heard yep. Coach Pittman talk about uh, maybe 
the culture change combined with an attitude change and some other things. But uh, I don't know if he'll match or exceed what he did as a freshman, but certainly he had a sophomore slump last year. And well, then there's now, no question, Randy. I mean, we're talking about Jaden Johnson freshman year, and we're like, okay, who'd they get from Georgia? Jaden Johnson right. looking real good. Cam Ball looking real good. Um, Pooh Paul, you know, it's like get more Georgia guys. And then last year he just did not play very well. And it's, you know, some of the things that Sam Pittman said the other day or yesterday were kind of along the lines of, what I was hearing, you know, if I'm not saying everybody who left and entered the transfer portal was, you know, a problem culturally, you know, attitude wise, but plenty of them were. And there's not anybody that's back on this team that were giving them, you know, issues with attitude, culture. And so that was one reason you saw so many players enter the portal. Um, and I think Jaden was, you know, kind of in that group of guys. And, you know, when you're met with a time where you're sitting with the head coach and it's just like, hey, you know, this ain't going to work, um, you know. And I think Jaden probably, you know, you have a moment sometimes where like, a, you know, I better I better get back on the right track. And as Pittman put it, stop worrying about what everybody else is doing, blaming everybody else for things, and just worry about yourself and, and how you can, you know, help the team and, and improve versus what else is going on around you. And that's kind of the – I mean, that's almost the exact same things I was hearing I, I've said before, we had a Jaden Johnson hits the transfer portal story ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people felt like that was, you know, what was going to happen. But if you can get Jaden Johnson like we thought he was going to be, you know, coming off of his freshman year where he played really well um, instead of, you know, like he played last year, then that would be a huge boost for him. I've said that before with him and Malik Chavis also. I mean, Chavis is fastest guy on the team, best jumper on the team. You know, that needs to – Needs to translate, as I always like to say. You take the take the driving range with you to the course. <laughs> yeah, Trey, Jaden Johnson was, was the, one of the guys I was going to ask you about. And, of course, we, we just documented the sophomore slump and everything. But mm-hmm. is he better on the back end at, at the safety position than he was at the nickel? I know injuries played a mm-hmm. big deal with that last year. But is he more equipped? And to me, he is to be back there at a safety yeah. position rather than closer to the line. Well, they started him off at safety last year, if you remember. I mean, right. They had it, – because it was mostly – he was playing nickel his freshman year, and then I don't know why they decided to do it like this, but they moved him to safety, and they moved Miles Slusher from safety to nickel. They flipped him. Right. So I don't know why they that choice was made exactly. Maybe they felt like they needed a guy with, you know, more, you know, this a little quicker, I guess, covering slot receivers or something. But uh, I don't know. I think that he could probably – do we, I mean, they're, they're so interchangeable now. I mean, you really have to know just everybody's position uh, out there. But uh, I think for his size and everything, you know, just what you're requiring a nickel to do, you know, cover slot receivers, tackle running backs, take on blockers in the screen game. You know, a lot of times what the offense decides to do in the RPO game depends on what you're doing. You yeah, know? exactly. So it's a, it's a difficult position to play. Uh, so, yeah, you might be right. Maybe safety is the best fit for him. It was just last year. You start him off at safety, and then it's just like decimated by injuries, and you right. have to shuffle things around a lot. Trey, the uh, offensive line, we've kind of talked about that in passing, but let's dig a little bit deeper because Coach Pittman has been saying eight. Seems like the magic number he wants is eight. So if you go with uh, the five that I mentioned a moment ago, add three more into the mix, who might be those other three in your opinion? Mm-hmm. I would say it's uh, Amari Wiggins because he can play center. 
Zacchaeus Crawford and Andrew Chambly. I would say those Crawford are the Crawford making yeah. the move. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's always been right there. He, you know, he started the Liberty Bowl and got hurt, and they put Marion Harris in. But, you know, Crawford's got a lot of talent. And so, you know, the way Pittman was talking about him is he's kind of pushing Braun. But I think a lot of that's just kind of stuff that you – not the stuff that you just say, uh, but, you know, you, you say things that, you know, you feel can, can motivate guys and, you know, get an extra little push. Um, you know, you don't want anybody to think that their job is too secure. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't have any doubts that Takias Crawford can help. I think he's more of a guard. He's been playing tackle. I think he's a guard. But, you know, he can he can help him, I guess, if he if he absolutely needs to. More on the right side than the left, I would think. And it appears that uh, things have settled in with the wide receiver core. Is it pretty much what we can somewhat expect? That, uh, that is, uh, Tyrone Broden, Andrew Armstrong, and it looks like in the slot it's going to be Jaden John- uh, Wilson. Yeah, well, you got – I think it's, it's going to be – Isaac Tesla and Andrew Armstrong. Satania in the slot. It's going to be Satania in the slot. I don't think there's any doubt that it's going to be those three that trot out there first. Uh, Jaden Wilson has been a little banged up. He'd been in a green jersey uh, and then, you know, hurt his shoulder, I believe again, uh, hurt his shoulder again a couple of days ago. And it was, it looked, I got to be honest, when, you know, Pittman said it was just, you know, an AC, uh, I was surprised because it looked a lot worse to me. And he was out there the other day just kind of casually catching passes and stuff so i don't think you would do that if it was as bad as i thought it looked i thought it was like clavicle or something mm. uh so but they've been working Jaden wilson in the slot you know the other guys do slot you know they they you know you shift things around so you know you'll have other guys in the slot too at times uh so but yeah it's going to be isaac tesla andrew armstrong and isaiah satania are going to be your starting wide receivers i have very little doubt that's how it's going to shake out. You're also going to see Tyrone Broden get in the mix there, Jaden Wilson get in the mix. And I hate it for Sam Bakke because he was really coming. Like, yeah, Sam Bakke was one. impressive. So that's a tough one. Trey, enjoy this uh, last weekend for a while. Thank you. Too hot to play golf, so I uh, won't uh, wish you well on the golf course. <laughs> but we yeah. will talk with you on Monday. That is Trey okay, Biddy of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Escher. Record Service Company.